Welcome to the Soul Full Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be for you. I'm so happy to be here speaking with you today. Um, Today, I just wanted to talk a little bit about processing time and allowing ourselves to really think through what we need to in order to move forward. And one of the key elements here in order to allow yourself to do that is to remove all kind of numbing aspects. So I guess those are roughly the topics that kind of intertwine that I'm going to be talking about today. Maybe I'll start by giving you a little bit of context as to how kind of this topic came to me today. Um, I have quite a few things going on uh, a little bit in my personal life regarding my health. Um, I'll preface this by saying in general, like I'm, most people would say I'm really healthy. I go to sleep early. I, you know, wake up usually around the same time the sun does just because I do for work. I always have a smoothie in the morning with packed with like tons of vegetables. Like this morning I had like one whole beet, um, a lot of green peas, some cauliflower. Um, and then I also, and some avocado. And then I topped it up with a bit of pineapple, papaya, mango, this mixed bag that I have, which makes it a bit sweeter and a few, blueberries so it still had a kind of sweetish smoothie taste and then I use water a little bit of coconut milk I also add in some cinnamon cardamom whatever kind of spices I guess I feel like adding but in general just to give you an idea that's usually how I start my day and I always have like other toppings like coconut flakes maybe some nuts uh, mulberries goji berries today And then at lunch, usually I have like a homemade salad and usually it has salmon or halloumi or both um, and always avocado. So my uh, daily habits can change a wide variety, but for the most part, those two things stay the same and that I go to bed early. I'm pretty active. I run, Not not super often, but I do run. So I have like you know, healthy cardio. Um, I go to the gym, I do Pilates or yoga. Um, And most people I feel like who know me know that I also don't really drink very much these days. And that health is a super important pillar of my life. So obviously, I had um, a few things come up that were concerning regarding my health. And this really struck a strong chord, I guess you could say, with me. And it really sparked a lot of concern immediately in a way that started to be consuming to me. So I'll summarize roughly what happened. About two or so weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was just getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth. And like sometimes after a long day, if I've like especially if I've eaten like more than normal at dinner and I feel kind of bloated or even if I have my period or something, sometimes when I'm in the mirror washing my face or whatever, sometimes I end up kind of rubbing my hands across my stomach. Um, And when I was doing that, I found a lump in my stomach. So obviously this was, you know, 
quite concerning for me and quite scary. Um, I kind of kept track of it um, and, you know, it wasn't going away at all. Um, And kind of the next morning or maybe two days later, I got a uh, nurse who works in my building. She helped me schedule a doctor's appointment. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I live in Sweden. So um, I didn't really even know how to schedule a doctor's appointment in this country and I don't have a doctor. So um, she helped me arrange a doctor's appointment and registered me at a clinic, um, which I went to the following week they gave me an appointment for. Um, When I was there, a doctor checked it out by um, feeling it. She at first was pretty shocked, like, how did you find this? Because it was hard for me to, to find it, to show her, because it's not near the surface. It's like quite deep actually. And, um, just right now, like I've been really enjoying my life and I have just like a little bit more body fat than I, um, had, like I would say last year. Um, and it doesn't bother me at all, but just, just for context of this, I think this small lump is right on my abdomen wall between kind of my body fat and my abdomen muscles. So, um, And because it's quite small, you have to kind of really put a lot of pressure with your hand and move around to try to find it. Um, So the doctor was like, oh my gosh, how did you find this? And I said, like, I was just describing what I do sometimes at night when I'm brushing my teeth. I end up kind of rubbing my stomach if I'm bloated. And that's how I found it, I guess. And it's easier for me to find it also when I'm like sticking my stomach out because maybe my uh, muscles are pushed out a bit more. I don't know. Anyways, so I explained to her how I found it. She's feeling it. And I asked her, you know, do you think it could be a lymph node? Do you think it could be a cyst? What are you thinking? And um, she said, yeah, I mean, like it, it could be like we don't, she basically said we don't know, obviously, until we know for sure, but that it's quite hard. So she kind of ruled out pretty immediately that it wasn't going to be a cyst. Um, And I'm pretty sure same for a lymph node because those usually are a bit softer and you can move them. My lump is quite hard and it doesn't really move very much. So obviously this was scary for me and I had to kind of, you know, tell her a bit about my family's history, explaining that, you know, there's a lot of history that we don't know on one side of my family um, or, you know, some history that we have is, I guess, over 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, who knows. Um, but it's not been updated and we don't have access to it. Um, and on kind of the other side of my family, uh, one of my grandparents did have um, multiple types of cancer and eventually did die of lung cancer when he's never smoked a cigarette in his life. So, I mean, there were, he had some, some other issues with lifestyle that I feel obviously contributed to it, but it's not to say that I, it's not possible for me to have any, you know, genetics for cancer. Um, my mom also told me when I found it that she has something called a lipoma, which is, um, a tumor, but it's benign. Uh, if you don't know what that means, it just means it's non-cancerous. And so most people consider them, consider lipomas quite harmless. And for the most part, they're not painful and they don't grow too much. And um, I Googled it and it does seem to be like a genetic um, issue that, you know, arises and I guess they, they're not able to pinpoint, I guess, what triggers it. 
it, it's possible that, you know, something beyond my control triggered it or it's possible that I triggered it. Um, but I guess I should note it has not been confirmed that it is a tumor yet. It's just looking very likely, I guess, because it's not looking like it fits the definition of other typical things you would expect. Um, the issue with this usually is that lipomas are typically near the surface um, and usually uh, in different areas, like around like your arms. I think they said back of the neck, behind the knee. I can't remember where else. Maybe, I want to say maybe thighs. I don't remember. But um, all I know is like where mine is, which is like kind of in between my uh, belly button and my rib cage, but slightly over to the left, like not right in the center. Anyways, it's very, like according to at least Google, which, you know, obviously everyone says don't check Google, (laughs) but obviously I checked a Google. Um, And it seems like it's extremely, extremely rare to have a lipoma in that area, but that is a very common area for liposarcoma, which if you're not familiar with liposarcoma, liposarcoma is um, a form of cancer and it's a tumor that is malignant, aka a a cancerous tumor. Um, in general, lipomas are way more common still than liposarcomas, but I guess this is just all to give you a bit of a background of, you know, some things that I've been dealing with a bit on my own. Um, and obviously this has been, you know, a stressful experience for me. My health has been like such a priority for me. I have some other weird symptoms, like I haven't slept through the night, like barely at all this year, which is very strange for me. I can sleep through the night usually even in like super hot temperatures like when I lived in St. Lucia and I didn't use my air conditioning at night like I could easily sleep through the night in like 30 degree heat and that was fine so it's concerning for me that like in a very comfortable room I'm not sleeping through the night and almost every night recently I've woken up at 3 a.m and then again at 5 a.m I think this has to do with a few things like it's possible that it could be to do with the fact like sometimes I've eaten like ice cream in the evening or something like that. So um, there's obviously a variety of factors that are affecting things. So there's just a few, I guess, weird symptoms that make me feel like I need to look at my health in a more holistic perspective in general and maybe a more in-depth perspective. I also was having some digestive issues. I also have never had digestive issues, mind you, even in university when we were like drinking in excess and I was eating like all this stuff that normally would cause digestive issues. I wasn't really experiencing it then. So for it to be happening now, I'm like, okay, like this is not normal for me. Like it really is not. So anyways, I'm having all these symptoms. I find this lamp. Obviously get very scared about it, gets very, you know, overwhelming and, you know, my mom speaking to me, trying to calm me down, saying, you know, um, it's probably just a lipoma, they're harmless, you know, hundreds of thousands of people live with them and she's so right, maybe even millions of people probably live with them, but um, I guess I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to be 26 years old with a tumor, even if it's benign and harmless. So that, I guess, has been really overwhelming for me to try to process. Um, so crazy because I feel so comfortable recording this, but at the same time, I haven't told anyone at my work, I guess, what's going on. I had to leave work the other day because, well, I'll get to that. So I have all this stuff going on. We have a one-week break from school. 
And this should have been a time for me to relax, restore, and process everything that was happening. But what I ended up doing over the break instead was agreeing to go on a date with someone, then agreeing to go on a date with another person, um, and then also watching so much TV. Like within this time, I finished um, Love is Blind 2, like reality TV, by the way, is what I watch because actual TV with like good quality content is like, I get so consumed by it because I need to know every detail and like I need to follow everything and it I feel like it actually drains me energetically because I get so invested in these stories and the like ups and downs like are just a bit tiring for me. So I don't watch it by myself. I like watching like, I guess, better quality, you know, TV with, you know, plot lines and everything um, with other people. But by myself, for me, like I always pick gravitate towards reality TV. Um, so I finished Love is Blind 2. I finished The Ultimatum, which is like, I guess, their spinoff. Not as good as Love is Blind 2, by the way, in my opinion. Maybe that's controversial too. And I also watched like most of the season of The Bachelor. And I, then I, after the break, we had 11 days off. Uh, we came back to work. And after school, I ended up also still watching The Bachelor. So inevitably, it all kind of came to a head last Tuesday when I was at work and just basically had this like hugely emotional breakdown because I had not processed anything. I had not thought about what was happening to me. I had not, you know, allowed myself to let go, to move forward. Like, what do I actually think about these health concerns? What's actually coming up? How do I actually feel about these things? And so when, you know, a few other minor stressors came up, it became this like huge thing that I couldn't handle anything. I couldn't like it was like I was already at the tipping point and then these tiny little things, like even just someone asking me how I was just caused like a huge explosion and I just had to go home. Basically, I literally wore my sunglasses all the way home because I was like in tears, like for hours and uncontrollably, like I couldn't, I wasn't able to calm down, which is why I had to leave. Um, So anyways, and then now I've been kind of at home trying to do all this thinking and processing, which I never did over the break. So this has made me realize, okay, there are so many nubbing, numbing habits that we're doing every day that are actually so not helpful. And I didn't realize to the extent, right? Because when I was watching the reality TV, I'm thinking like, okay, this is entertaining, like, this is fine. This is good. This is distracting me from, you know, all the stuff that I'm upset about. But the issue is actually, uh, I think it's quite healthy for people to be able to sit and feel everything, whether it's tears, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's remorse, guilt, um, you know, pleasure, joy, happiness, love, like we should be able to sit in our feelings And I think for a long time I had structures in place in my life that, you know, were non-negotiable times to think, right? So growing up, I always worked as a lifeguard and it's so strange that I never thought about this. I remember when I first started working as a lifeguard, I remember thinking like, oh my God, I'm just going to sit here for like, what, four hours and then like, you know, rotating between these chairs and, you know, 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off all this stuff that I was thinking like, 
oh my God. Like I remember my first time I sat in a chair for 15 minutes, I was like, what am I going to do here? Like, I guess I just watched the pool. Like, I mean, I guess I knew what to do. I was a lifeguard. I, you know, had been trained as one and I worked as a lifeguard for almost 10 years, I think actually. But, um, when I was sitting there, I just remember at first being like, wow, it's literally just me and my thoughts. The first pool that I worked at, um, we were sitting more on like a ground level and it was very community-based. So there was lots of people coming in, coming out, you know, saying thanks, saying bye, speaking to you. And then when I worked the pool that I'm talking about right now, I guess was my university's pool. I was a head lifeguard there eventually. And I remember my first shift there and we were sitting in like, you know, one of those traditional, like very high up lifeguard chairs and like it's not like anyone's interacting with you at that point. So it's literally just you looking at the pool and your thoughts. Um, and I didn't realize, but I had literally had time carved into my life to just sit and think. And I remember I noticed it when I first, you know, graduated from my degree. And I worked at that Queen's Pool for five years. Like I started in first year and then I did my whole undergraduate degree. And then I did my Bachelor of Education at Queen's after um, so I did two degrees at Queens and I spent the two summers that were attached to my bachelor of education there, just, you know, having this built in time most days of just sitting and thinking. And I didn't realize how much of an impact this has on being able to process things and let things go. So if you have stuff to process, this is what I recommend you do. And even if you don't have stuff to process, actually, a lot of stuff comes up when you don't think you, you don't expect it. But number one thing that I suggest is to journal. Journaling, I've noticed, has been so influential for me. And I think because, I think maybe I've mentioned this in another episode, but because it forces you to slow down, thoughts come out of me that I didn't even know existed because when your mind's working at like a hundred miles an hour, your, your brain goes from thought to thought, to thought, to thought, to thought so quickly that you don't even notice like what, what's really the answer here. And the thing is, I actually believe, and I know I've said this in another episode, but I believe that you're your own healer. I believe that you can fix any problem yourself. Obviously, you know, in some cases it requires medical intervention. I believe that, you know, therapy is super helpful, especially depending on what state you are. But at the end of the day, you are your biggest supporter. And so either you're going to get yourself to that therapy, whatever you need, you will give yourself everything you need to heal. And I trust that in you. I trust that in me. I trust that in, you know, the capabilities of humans in general. So it's amazing to me when I'm writing out my problems and I totally recommend this to you too, but I end up just coming up with my own answers and they're answers that I couldn't come up with when I was allowing my brain to work at this quick, super, you know, high turnover speed. And actually when you slow down, you'll see in front of you, okay, like you see your thoughts for the first time on that page, like visually you can see them. And that's when I think you can see an answer and see where you need to go next or whatever direction you're lacking at that time. Another thing, obviously, I would recommend turning off TV. Like, just put it away. Don't watch TV. You know, even if, even if you have, you know, something to process, but it's not super heavy or, 
if you don't think you have anything to process, but you've been watching TV most days a week, I would just pick like at least, you know, every other day. That's what I would personally pick, but at least try to pick one day a week, maybe more where you just don't watch any TV and you just do something calm, like you're journaling, like obviously you can journal and watch TV in the same day, but pick one day where you're away from the electronics you're painting, you're reading, you're cooking, you're, you know, going on a walk. And a lot of the time, I also recommend going on a walk sometimes, if you can, without a podcast or music. I recommend, of course, that you do listen to those things and it makes walking so much more fun. But I would try to pick one time a week where you just allow yourself to do it you know, in common and silence. And I know I've talked a bit about this in my episode on making space for peace in your day, but I think that's a number one thing to allow yourself to process it. And in order to let something go, you have to work through it. You can't just suppress it and keep pressing forward because something like this, like where, you know, that one small move pushes you over the edge could really be a huge make or break. And just because something turns off the negative feelings doesn't mean you're letting them go, right? Like when I was watching TV and all my negative feelings were turned off because I was so distracted by this, you know, often surface level entertainment and, you know, something that's quite distant for me personally. Um, I had turned off my thoughts about everything, but I didn't gain anything from it really and all it ended up doing was dragging out my issue later and I went on these two dates I mentioned that I just met for the first time and like went on a walk and it was fun and then um someone else I you know had dinner with them and it was super nice and I really liked both of them and I was actually so excited about both of them um this sounds a bit bad that I'm talking about I guess going on dates with two people but to be fair it was like a first date I guess kind of for two first dates. So I really don't feel like that was wrong. Anyways. (laughs) Um, But I think like really I was getting so excited and I was talking to my friend about it. And then, you know, I was saying, he was asking me how I was doing. And I was saying like that I had had a lot going on and I started thinking through it. And I was like realizing for the first time, oh my God, these dates are just distracting me from the fact that like I have a lot that I haven't worked through and that is still you know bringing tears to my eyes when I think about it and I don't mean to say what was me I don't I literally do not know that it's a tumor officially confirmed or denied yet I have an x-ray next Thursday so hopefully I'll have some answers and hopefully they can see it even though it's small and kind of deep but anyways um, that will hopefully confirm or deny whether it's a tumor and then from there I guess we will proceed with either a bio, a biopsy or an MRI to test whether it's malignant or benign. Um, today I'm feeling super good about it. I'm not feeling stressed. I just feel like myself. And I think really allowing this processing time was vital. And processing everything is like one of the, the best things that you can really do for yourself to allow yourself to move forward and Find peace with what is right now. Because a lot of the time we can't make any dramatic changes instantly. Nothing's going to change overnight. 
And everything will just take consistency and time and care and love, whether it be for you, whether it be, you know, you're trying to grow your business, whether it be whatever it is, like anything that you need just takes time, care and love. And whatever is right, you know, will flow. And if for me, this, you know, comes back as it is a tumor, maybe it will be a wake up call to really um, get these like final things in order and, you know, check my hormones and whatever check what whatever might be out of balance that I've been wanting to check for a long time, but just like haven't spent the time or money. To be honest, I've really been wanting to go to a functional medicine doctor for the last year or so. I don't know why, but I've been feeling really into it. Anyways, um, for those of you who don't know what a functional medicine doctor is, it's a traditional doctor and usually they've graduated from med school and then they go to another form of med school to become, you know, a functional medicine doctor. And they look, I think, really deeply into your history. And the goal is really that they look at the root cause of whatever your symptoms are and not at fixing the symptoms, if that makes sense. So I think there's a time and place for both types of medicine. Obviously, like, if it came to something like chemotherapy, like, yes, like you kind of have to go traditional medicine for that or you need surgery, whatever it is. Um, but a functional medicine doctor, if you're experiencing a lot of fatigue and stuff like that and hormonal imbalances, not sleeping well, which is, you know, all things that I feel like I was dealing with, um, that might be something that might suit your approach. Um, so anyways, I guess I will leave you with that, but I guess my, I'll summarize my few tips again at the end. Okay, to stop numbing out, to process your emotions, to let things go. Tip number one, remove any triggers that are causing you to be upset. If it's something that you're trying to let go, you need to remove as much as you can to allow yourself to be yourself before you can say goodbye to it a lot of time. That connects maybe a bit more to relationships, to friendships, to, you know, whatever it may be. But start there. Try to just be yourself. Tip number two, stop numbing out with TV, with TikTok, with Instagram, with your cell phone, with friends even. It obviously boosts my mood, but it didn't help me process the issue. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, journal it out. Let your thoughts flow. Tip number four is to accept what is as it is while encouraging yourself to make change for improvement. I can't change whether the fact that I have this lump in my stomach overnight, but I can allow myself to accept that it's here and to acknowledge I can change my habits. I can do whatever I need to do in order to be the healthiest version of myself and to choose myself. And my last tip will be to focus on things that make you feel like your best self. I know that this sounds like maybe doesn't relate to processing emotions, but if you are able to process these things and think about them and approach them from, you know, a stance of I'm feeling really good about myself. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what my goals are. I feel proud of myself. If you're able to approach your issues with that kind of energy, you are so much more likely to feel like you can be successful at resolving them. Whereas if you approach them from a standpoint of feeling weak and helpless, it's going to drive you deeper into, you know, an emotional hole. And it's fine to feel the emotional hole. But when you're ready, 
Do some things to get yourself in alignment and then let yourself process it in a state where you feel capable. I hope this was so helpful and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, evening, night, whatever it may be. And I'm sending you all my love and wish you nothing but happiness and joy. Okay, with love, Audrey.